Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to our interview segment here on We Create Music TV. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we got vocalist, and I mean amazing vocalist and songwriter, David Gibbons. Give it up, give it up. Woo! <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes. Man, how's it going? Good, going Good. great. Everything's doing very, very well. Um, I'm just excited to be here. I, hey. I really am excited to be here. It's a pleasure having you here. A pleasure having you here. I've been following you on Instagram, following your work, seeing what you've been doing. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, hey, let's get into it. So, man, David, if you can just walk us through your musical journey, how did you get started? And kind of where has it led you to up until this point? Um, um, I, to go back as far as singing goes, like I started how every artist, especially um, African-American artists start the church. <laughs> Everybody starts in the church. I'm just going to say what it is. Um, I started in church. See, okay, I'm going to uh, stop you. There. I'm going to stop you right there for a sec. See, I didn't start in church. See, so, you didn't start? So I used to sing. Right, I used, I used to sing, right? I don't do that anymore. People know, they watch, I don't sing anymore. Uh, but I, no, I didn't get started in church. I know you said everybody gets started. I didn't get started in church. I got started in choir back in elementary school. I didn't grow up in the church, so. Let me rephrase it. Yeah. Most, <laughs> most folks get started in church, most. <laughs> Let's rephrase it. Yes, that is true, though. But most most people do. I just happen to be one of those rarity that didn't. But then again, I don't sing anymore. So, you know, hey. Yeah. All right. Cool. So you got started in church. You can continue, sir. Sorry about that. Um, I started writing at 13, um, just writing in like high school, middle school. Um, I didn't start taking my music seriously until um, the passing of my sister. Um, she passed away with MS. And the last time I spoke to her, um, she came to my performance in grad school. I went to Savannah College of Art and Design for about a year and a half. Um, and I did a performance where I had to sing. And the one thing that she told me was, and this is like a week before she passed, hey, you need to go do what you need to do. And she's always been telling me to go for my album, do an album, do what I really want to do, do music. And I decided after she passed, I was going to honor her by doing that. I was going to honor her by doing the music, doing what I really wanted to do was music. So I left school. I left school. I, I had enough of that. It was not great for my mental health. Um, I took a job as a teacher, which I still teach now. I teach special needs. Um, and I decided to just do music. So I started doing music in 2016, dropped one single, took a break in 2017, came back in 2018. And it's been full full steam ahead since then, like nonstop, just doing the music, dropping the EPs, doing the video, doing the shows. And now we're currently in production of my very first album. Hey, that's... That's dope. I can't wait to hear the album. I've been hearing some of the, the music. Now I'm waiting to hear the album. Because if the album sounds anything like the, what we're going to talk about a little bit later, then I know it's going to be fire. <laughs> Man. Uh, Keyword that phrasing, fire. <laughs> fire. 
Man, so so okay, so so let's let's go back. Let's unpack that a little bit, right? So you, you started you started singing, of course, you know, at a young age, uh, and then it turned into something that you wanted to do full time based upon a situation that happened with with your sister, right? The passing of your sister, uh, and that kind of given that kind of gave you the I don't want to say the okay, but the uh, or the permission, but I guess I'll say that permission to go live your life to go live your dreams and to uh, pursue to pursue music full time, uh, or at least to pursue music uh, in that sense. Um, and you can correct me as I'm trying to summarize this whole, summarize this whole thing. Uh, no, you're fine, you're fine. Um, I wouldn't really say like permission. I would just say mm. um, during that decade, that decade span, um, mm. I had lost a lot of people from graduating um, from under since graduating undergrad um, at Benedict College, shout out to Benedict College in Columbia, South Carolina, HBCU love. Um, but I lost a lot of people in that in that decade, that 2010s decade, and it was kind of a wake up call after she passed because it was so close to home, um, and it kind of just it kind of made me feel like life is not going to wait for you to. So for something that you want to fall out of the sky, basically, you have to go for what you want. You like you just can't sit and wait for somebody to just give you something just because you're talented. Like if you want something, you have to go get it. And I took that that pain, that frustration, and I said, I'm no longer going to wait for somebody to give me something. I am no longer going to wait for somebody just to validate me. I'm going to validate myself. I'm going to go for my dreams because that's what I want. So that's it. So it wasn't technically permission. It was more like, okay, I got to get my butt up and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes we, we face situations in life that kind of put that fire under us, that put that spark in us to say, okay, you need to go do, you know, sometimes we just sit on that tail and not, <laughs> not do the things we know we're supposed to do. And then, you know, unwarrantedly situations happen and that kind of is a wake up call. Mm. You know, there is no tomorrow's not promised to any of us. And so let me go out and live my life now and make the best of it. Uh, because, I mean, as you said, like a lot of people uh, in your life had uh, there was some situation that took place, whether it was, tr- um, you know, death and tragedy or other situations. But taking those situations, learning from them and saying, okay, I need to go out and do, do what I need to do. I think we all, I think we all have those in some journey in some place in our lives, something has happened that sparked us to say, okay, I, I need to, I need to go. I, let me do, let me do what I need to do. Right. right. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's so important. Um, especially like, and I tell that to even to some some younger artists, like you can't just wait and expect people to just give you what you want. You can't, you gotta just go for it. You gotta perfect your craft. You got to study, you have to work. You got to eat, breathe, live this thing. Um, Debbie Allen said something that I always, I wrote on my wall, I wrote on my mirror. Everybody wants fame, but fame costs. And here's where you pay. And you pay and sweat. Mm-hmm. And so everything I'm doing right now, I'm paying for it. I'm paying for what I want. I may not want fame, but I want to share my story with the world. But in order for me to 
share that for the share my story with the whole world, I'm going to need to study my craft. I need to work my work my craft, study my study the business. Mm. And I'm still learning. I don't got it all together yet, <laughs> but I'm still learning. And we should all be continuing to learn as artists. Right. right. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's. So earlier today, I was watching something on YouTube. Uh, it was an interview with with Young Dolph, I think it was, and I, something about the 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 interview was how he was getting on lazy artists, right? And how uh, in today's uh, the the artist mentality of today is a you know kind of like an entitlement. I'm an artist. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, or at least I'm think I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So you should give me a record deal. You should. You know, give me these things because, you know, I'm an artist. Like I live in this generation. I always tell people, nobody's going to come in and swoop you up and give you a record deal. Just because you're talented, nobody's going to come in and say, hey, you're talented. Let's go. I got a record deal for you. Right. You still have to work. There's there's things that you still have to to do. One of the things he said in the interview was about what are you really bringing to the table? Right. And so if you want if you want these things, what are you what are you bringing to the table? He's like, if you're just working hard, like that's just an easy way for them to monetize and make money off of you. But you have to work. I mean, you got to work. Your, oh, my gosh. And I think that's something that people don't really realize is that in anything you do, you have to really, truly work at it to be successful at it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's like I agree with you 100 percent. like that. That's that's like, you know. Pass the plate, the collection plate. That's the benediction right there. It's we we all. It's no one's going to give you anything. Like mm-hmm. there are people who are very talented, amazing artists, amazing, but they don't have a record deal. Right. They don't. They don't have a record deal. They don't have you know a giant mansion. They don't have a million dollars. Mm-hmm. But they do it because they love the craft and they're still learning. Um. I think it's Leonard Cohen. He was 50 years old when he made his first number one. I think it was Hallelujah. And 50. And he probably was doing it for years and years and years and years. Something that my mother was says, nowadays we want instantaneous. We want microwave blessings. We want microwave blessings. You can't get them microwaved. It takes time. Mm-hmm. You gotta let it marinate. You gotta put some rosemary on it. Put some thyme, <laughs> some salt. Put a little old bay. You gotta let that sit overnight. Then you gotta put yes. it in the oven. And if anyone who's hungry right now, I'm sorry. I'm just using <laughs> food references. Um, but it takes time. You gotta let it marinate. You gotta mm-hmm. work at it. You gotta be patient. Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to learn how to speak positivity on your seed. And let that thing grow through your works, through your actions, because in time it will grow. You will get what you want. You will get the fan base that you want. You right. will get the success that you want. But it takes time. That's right. Okay, let me get off my, my soapbox now. Hey, no, look, 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 I'm sitting here about to say, let's talk about that seed time harvest. Let's let's talk about that. <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> talk about that seed time harvest. You know, I mean, but but everything is, is, is essentially true. It's, it all starts up. No, like I can get on that soapbox too. It, I mean, it all starts up as a seed. You got to work hard at it. I know people who are out here today that are incredibly talented. Run circles around some of these people that are in the major industry today, and I mean, oh gosh, oh man, circles, circles, just from the 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 vocalists, 
uh, just from producers, multi-instrumentalists, but they ain't got the work ethic that people who are doing it big got. They ain't got the work ethic. Oh my gosh. And I sit there and I can look at the comparison, but you know, there's the phrase that says, hard work will always beat talent. Always beat talent. You and, and that's kind of the situation today with a lot of stuff. You got a lot of people who are out here today that aren't super talented, but they work and they will outwork you and out hustle you. And that is what people look at because at the end of the day, that's what people are looking for because that's what is going to help build that career going forward. You can't just drop a song and then disappear. Not saying that you did it because that's in your early, right? But you can't drop a song now and disappear for a year and be like, oh yeah, well, I dropped that one song. So how come nobody's checking for me? How come nobody's not, you know, it doesn't work that way. Honestly, anyway. I did do that my first song. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Well, no, no, I'm saying, I know I'm saying you said that as far as your first song, but I'm talking about today, 2021, right? For you, that was back in 2015, 2016, right? And you had just, I guess you had just, you know, that was like your, your foray into the whole music world, right? I'm, I'm talking about somebody now who's starting now and want to get into it. And they're like, well, I, I put out a song, so hey, it should be top billboard number one right now. And it's like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Nah, it doesn't, it does not work that way, but, but man. So you as a vocalist, you do pop, R&B, EDM, right? So what kind of caused this fusion of those different genres together? really just based on my personal taste and my likes. Like when mm. I was growing up, we grew up on sound. Some people like, you know, we had gospel folks, but we grew up on people like Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, um, Britney Spears, Free Britney, um, Christina Calera, uh, Sync. And then when I got into high school, I was listening to more rockier stuff like, you know, Metallica, um, Dragon Force, um, Pantera. I was into different, different styles of music. Um, we also listened to a lot of R&B in high school, so Boys to Men, um, All for One, um, Charlie Wilson. Um, but I think EDM is because I I loved EDM because basically it was freedom. And I th it was just freedom. Like all these genres are just freedom. And they're all interconnected to each other. Um, another reason for that is because of the history behind these genres, the history behind them, um, the Black history behind them. Mm. Um, EDM was not a white person theme. EDM was the disco and the underground club scenes of New York and Chicago, that house music scene. Um, pop music, like people don't know this, but the Beatles were not the first boy band. They were the first, like the, the most popular British rock band. Mm -hmm. But the Jackson 5 mm -hmm. was the, actually the very first pop boy band. Mm. Go on tell them. Go on tell them. Um, like, we, we innovated pop music. We innovated it. We made it what it is. Mm -hmm. We created EDM in, house, in the house scene. But yet, there's not representation today for them. Mm. Not on a massive scale like, you know, 
a DJ Zed or David Guetta or Above and Beyond, right. especially not on the on the on a Lady Gaga or a Zane or a Little Mix. Shout a Little Mix. Um, they're not. There's no black artists out right now to really represent on a mainstream level. Mm. And I took my love of doing pop, R&B, EDM, and I said, all right, I'm going to kick down the door of mainstream and reclaim what was once ours. And I don't care how I do it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, man, that's a, you, you know what, you gotta, you know, so so, so let me go back. There's, there's, there's a couple of things I want to say in what you just said. As far as the creation of of some of these music genres, right? Um, and I'm make some people mad, but I I don't care. But I mean, when you when you make really sit, mad. look, make them mad. No, look, 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 look. When you really sit back and think about it, I mean, music really a lot of music has generated from the black culture, right? Tons of music. We've influenced music in many different areas, many different genres, and other people just come in and kind of gravitate towards it. You know, I saw something interesting yesterday. My favorite group of all time, there's this thing on um, the show on Netflix called This Is Pop. And the very first episode is with Boys to Men. Man, shout out to Boys to Men. I've loved Boys to Men since I was, oh man, a youngin' in high school. But, and that was many moons ago. But, it talked about, David, it talked about exactly what you just said, the origination of pop music, right? Because when you think about Boys to Men and you think about the crossover appeal that they had, they were R&B, but they were also pop. There was no other boy band that existed that was doing that. 98 Degrees didn't even exist. NSYNC didn't exist. Backstreet Boys didn't exist. None of those groups existed at that time, right? But what ended up happening, I thought it was was so, oh man, how, how did that feel about it? I think I was just disheartened about by the whole thing, was that they started seeing the success of Boys to Men, and then, and I'm gonna tell you who did it, was Lou Pearlman. Mm -hmm. he, he's still a genius, I'll give it to him, I'll give it to Lou Pearlman. He's a swindler. He's a swindler genius, right? And it really was Lou Pearlman, right? Because Lou Pearlman went out and found it in sync. And he was like, I want to take what, and they, oh, they, they posted up this thing and said, uh, what did it say? Something, oh, I can't even remember what it said. It says, in, I guess it said like something like in sync with boys to men sound or something like that, right? Or pop music with boys to men sound, something like that. But it was, the, it was recognizing that this sound came from boys to men, but without giving boys to men the actual credit for that group starting, NSYNC starting, and or Backstreet Boys starting, right? Because we all know, or maybe people don't know, that Lou, Lou Pearlman was the founder of both groups, back NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. But, you know, and that kind of was the, the I don't wanna say the downfall of Boys to Men, but, you know, white teens started to gravitate towards NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, and they kind of took that away from the originators. In this case, we'll talk about Boys to Men. 
being the originators of crossing over and pop and R&B, and they took that away and kind of pushed boys and men aside. And I don't want to say they stole it. Yeah, I do. But, I mean, and they became the ones who were more of the recognized household names versus boys and men, right? So kind of the same thing with EDM. There isn't a, a mainstream, I love EDM too. And there isn't a mainstream EDM artist uh, that is out there doing EDM music. It's, it's just not. So we'll let, we'll let David look, Gibbons be, we'll let, like yeah. So sorry and for my I long think, rant right there, but yeah. No, it's cool. I think, I mean, there is a couple, there are a couple of artists and some of them are coming up, coming up, you know, coming up, you know, rising up in EDM who are, who look just like you and me. Um, one of them actually um, was part of a massively popular pop R&B group of the 2000s. Um, I don't know if you remember Danity Kane. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Dawn. Dawn is doing amazing in the electronic EDM field. Mm. Um, Second Line just dropped and that was that was massive. Now you're seeing her get all these props and mm-hmm. these, you know, accolades now. But Dawn's been in the trenches since 20, 2010, 2011, right. doing her own thing and barely got rec- recognition for the resurgence of black people in electronic music. Right. You're starting to see people like Normani and Khalid trying to do more in, you know, pop music, but they get one or two good hits. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a, a new Khalid song in a while. You might get one this year. He might, might surprise us. Right. Normani, still waiting for a new new Normani. She did one song and they they know what to do with her. Right. And it's just like we we did all these great things in our in these genres, but as soon as they get the formula, they're like, Okay, you can go now. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's exactly what, what happens. I mean, as soon as they get the formula, right? Because they even admitted it in uh in the the video that I watched yesterday was like, they sat back and go and went, hmm, let's see what they're doing. Okay, what elements are they portraying? Okay, what type of music are they doing? I mean, even to the point where NSYNC, they had the guys from NSYNC and Backstreet Boys saying, yeah, in 98 Degrees, like our goal was to sound just like Boys to Men. That's what we wanted to do. Even to the point where 98 Degrees moved to the hood in New York to feel urban, so that they could betray that urban, you know, type of style in their videos and in their music. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Once they get the formulas, like, okay, we don't need you anymore. And so it went from Boys to Men's posters on, you know, the bedroom walls to In Sync and 98 Degrees and Backstreet Boys. And Boys to Men just went by, by the wayside. You know, it's such a shame, such a shame. But it happens every day. I and mean, we can look at, we can sit and look at you know, the Billboard Hot 100 right now and see evidence of it. People talk about it and yeah, people talk about it in their songs jokingly, but they're really serious about it. It's like, yeah, yeah, we know that you stole it from us and we not getting the props that we are due because of it. Yeah, oh yeah, it's okay. You know, I could continue on that for for the longest time, but yes. Okay, th- there we're just giving the audience information. Like this is like, this is notes. This, like y'all not look, look. You know, I always tell everybody when they come onto the show, it's not your typical interview. I don't ask a question, you answer, and I just sit back and 
and then ask the next question. No, I get involved because I got I, I try not to say too much, but I, I get involved because I want it to be like a free form type of conversation and have fun with it. Yeah. But there is Definitely. something I do want to talk about that you mentioned uh, early in your, your introduction, in your journey. You, you mentioned something about mental health, right? And you talked about, I think you said that, that you, you left school because you didn't want to deal with all the mental health. It's, it, you, gotta, you have to phrase that the way that you said it again. But I want to talk I, about... Yeah. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I left school um, because I didn't feel like myself. Um, originally when I went to Savannah College of Art and Design, shout out to SCAD, I didn't finish, but I still love y'all. Um, I went there for music. That's what, wasn't, that's what I wanted to do. I got put into a theater program. Um, I decided, okay, I didn't mind it. I'm just going to do this. Um, it might benefit me in the long run. I, I went through a theater program and there was a lot of obstacles that came through that. Um, I didn't feel welcome. Uh, I felt alone sometimes. Um, there wasn't as a support system that I had. Um, cause I came, cause it was, it was like, I came directly from going to an HBCU where we have a support system where, mm -hmm. you know, everybody who you're with, they treat you like family to Everybody, it was. It felt like not only were the students against you, but the faculty were against you. Wow. Um, and especially if you didn't have what they deemed as star quality, um, because in the performing arts department for SCAD, they have their own casting department, mm. and they 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 require that you you know you put your you know headshots in everything else. So I I usually I did that. Um, I auditioned for a small. Bit roles. I did a few independent films. Um, well, one day as I was leaving a rehearsal for a film, um, I sat. I heard my name being called in an office, mm -hmm. and I heard one of the professors. I won't say their names. They they were like, "I don't think he's going to make it." Wow. I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think that. I think he's just wasting his time here. I don't think that he's, you know, he's worth the fuss over, you know. And the key thing that they said is, you know, he doesn't have a voice for Broadway. He doesn't have a voice for anything. And mm. that's really damaging for someone to hear from professor, someone who's supposed to teach you and nurture you. And I basically went numb. I went, went through the motions for two, three weeks. And by Christmas uh, 2016, I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I just can't. I had to figure out a way to tell my mom. She was not happy at all. <laughs> she was. <laughs> I bet. Um, Luckily, I did it in a supermarket. I told her in, like the day before Christmas, told her Christmas Eve. I was like, "Hey, I know we're shopping and all, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not going back." Like and public place. Like I'm safe. <laughs> it's, it's like 
you're lucky it's Christmas. She's like, oh, you're lucky it's Christmas. Right. Black um, moms. But um, it, it wasn't it wasn't great for mental health. I have some friends who I still love and adore from SCAD, but would I go back? Would I change anything? No. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you can't be in environments that you cannot put yourself in environments that cause you to that's negative. You can't be in, in, in environments that are um, that will degrade you, that will downplay you, that will talk bad about you, that will, you know, not uplift you. You can't be in, in situations like that because it over time it takes a, a huge chunk out of your your soul, out of your spirit. Right. And, now I, and I'll be honest, that's that is the reason well, I do not sing today. I know people say, oh, well, don't worry about what nobody else says. Don't care about what other people say and other people think. No, nah, you know, there's that, there's that piece back in my head somewhere that goes, dang, what if I hit the wrong note, though? Somebody's going <laughs> to, you know, what if I hit, what if I crack a little bit? Somebody's going to be like, mm, and, you know, and I'll tell you for the longest, that's why I stopped. That is why. I mean, I, that's, that's why I was like, no, I, I can't. I don't think I could deal with that. You know, it's, it's, it was too crushing, you know, the opinions of others, which granted, you probably don't even really need to listen to. But as a young person growing up, a young black male growing up, that was still damaging when you have people that say, oh, no, you're not going to don't do that. And family members who will also say this, mm. nah, you know what, you know, but it was surprising because I still had, you know, choral teachers and other people in school and groups that I was in and performances that we did. And they were like, oh my gosh, you were amazing. To the point where, I, where I, my choir teacher was like, Brian, you want to go to the state championship? And I was like, no, I'm not getting me on stage by myself. I don't think so. But how many times, David, do we as people, are we faced with that on a day-to-day basis? And how heavy of a hit is it to our mental health as human beings? Like, Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. So it's it, it like, and think about it. At that time, I was recovering. I was recovering um, because at seventeen, and I know I'm, I'm jumping a little early because we're going to talk about that later on. No, no, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. But at seventeen, I tried to take my own life, mm. and not just once. I tried to do it like multiple times. Wow. Um, the last time was 21 and I went to a therapist from I think my junior year of college to my senior year, my senior semester. And I stayed with that therapist for, I think up until 2015. And I got another one when I went to SCAD um, that was closer. And it's damaging when you've already been in a dark place where you've already had negative opinions about you. You already had people speak ill about you. You already had all these things happen to you that's kind of damaging to your mental health just to go to a place that's supposed to be, you know, inclusive and nurturing to tell you, you ain't crap. Right. So to avoid all that altogether, I took my stuff. I left. Didn't look back. Right. Good. Well, good for you. And brother, thank you for still being here. Thank you for still being here. Yes, yes. Because, you know, I, 
man, I don't want to get, I don't want to sit here and get emotional on, on the, on it. <laughs> but man, you know, it's life is too short. Life is, life is too short. You know, I just, I just buried my cousin last week, two weeks ago. He committed, he committed suicide. Like it's, man, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. This, this world is, is, can be hurtful and it can be crazy. And I'm thankful brother that, that you didn't, uh, and that there were people who came to you and you sought help and that it, it, it helped you. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, a little bit later, we're going we're gonna to look at your video when I fall uh, and actually play the video and kind of talk about it. Uh, and I know that has that message that's in the video as, uh, as well. Um, but man, you know, you know what, let's, Let's do that. Let's talk about, let's talk about that now. Right. I want to, yeah, let's, let's do that now. I want to uh, play the video. Let's watch the video. And then I want to come back and talk about the message in the video. Uh, you know, why'd you, the concept of this video, why'd you come up with this video in the way that you did and things like that. So we can get into talking about your music and uh, look forward to the music that you're going to be presenting to the world here soon, soon. Can't wait to hear it. So, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump right into David Gibbons' video, When I Fall. It's a powerful video. It's an amazing video. So let's all take a watch. Here we go. Pain. Oh, 
a powerful powerful song and video so let's get into to the concept of, of the video the meaning behind the video why did you come up with this video uh, what message are you trying to convey in in the song well I think the message we're trying to convey in the song is overcoming because um, basically we're telling this I'm just telling the story of how I overcame how I got up from trying to commit suicide to saying I'm not going to quit. I've got too many people that I'm live who depend on me. I've got too much to live for. It's about overcoming and rising above it. It doesn't mean, and when I mean like rise above it, I don't mean, you know, just get up, it's gonna be okay. No, what I mean is basically, you're gonna take this pain and this hurt and these scars and you're gonna get stronger from it. And then if you see somebody who you know is going through the same thing, who's dealing with the same pain, go help them. Tell them that their life is worth living. Tell them that they're worth it because there's somebody out here who needs help and your story can be the one that saves them. Man. That is absolutely, it, it takes that one, one person to reach out that can save that person's life. Yes. So this song, When I Fall, is off of your Electric Kingdom Volume 1 uh, EP, right? Uh, in yes. Innocence, and, Innocence and Fall. Yes, and it's also part of the compilation that's going to come with the album because um, that EP mm -hmm. is actually the first half of the album. Um, it's going to come with this David World Season 1 Electric Kingdom compilation, which comes out next year, um, along with the album, which is titled Phoenix. Um, and we chose Phoenix as a title, um, one, to make, make it a very funny ha-ha. Um, Phoenix is actually one of my favorite Marvel characters. Um, hey. Yeah. Um, but also, the the metaphor of the phoenix you know you have to die be reborn you're never you're never really dying mm. you're just going through different cycles over and over again but each time you come out more brilliant more resilient more radiant than the last yes yes man i'm, I'm just sitting here still thinking about the song and just wow and look, I don't care what nobody say. Not especially that teacher who's like, I don't think he's gonna make it. I don't think he has a voice for. It. Man, when you hit that note in there, I was like, ooh, you couldn't see my face as I was sitting over here because I was like, yo, that. that yo, you I scared good. myself when I did that note actually because <laughs> I, I was crying through the recording of it. Um, wow. I sat on that song for two years. I wrote mm. it along with my first my first single, Crush. 
um, and my second single, Pulse, um, back in 2017. And I was supposed to record it, but I didn't think I could do it because it was, it was really high. But, and but really honestly, I just didn't like that person. Mm. I didn't like you know who I was. It was like looking in a mirror. Mm-hmm. It was basically like okay, this is who I was. But um, but I got time to release a final song for the EP. I said, well, let me try this again. Let me let's see if we can pull this off and. And I'm so happy that we did. I'm so happy I was brave enough to try. Because I, like, honestly, it's one of my favorite songs. Oh, to yeah. Listen to. It's, it's like I've never heard myself in in that kind of light to with that much, you know, <laughs> demand of attention. I call it demand of attention. Like, where mm-hmm. it's like, you have my full attention now. Yeah. Yeah. It's something... Because I really want somebody out there to hear the message behind it. It's not just a song. It is for the teenager who's considering jumping off the the parking garage. It is for the the mom who's feeling like she can't do anything. It mm. is for you know those, especially those um, black LGBTQ kids out there who are homeless because they got kicked out of their houses and they feel like I've given up. I have nothing left. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. It's it's. don't give up on yourself. Yeah, for real. Don't give up on yourself. Seriously. Yes. But man, that was a, a very powerful song. And if the coming album is anything like that, it's, yeah, it's Wow. Some songs will be like that, but with with this album, this whole project, this who this was a long project. <laughs> with this project, <laughs> it's kind of like a roller coaster. Um, mm. With the EP, it start is what is called innocence and fall. Mm. We start out innocent, and then we sink deeper and deeper into the madness. And where the new album, where the where the EP ended with when I fall, it's where the new album starts. Okay. We um, we start off right there, and it, it does start off pretty sad and pretty like a build up, but by the end of the album, it's more rejoice, like joyful and happy, because it is about starting over and be, and starting anew. You are becoming more resilient. So each song is necessarily like getting rid of one piece of weight to mm-hmm. you and your best self. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely can't wait. It's coming out 2022. Um, 2022. 2022. Um, you guys might hear something oh. sooner than later. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, I really want to take this. Take, I'm really taking this year just to finish the album. But I would keep an ear out somewhere around the winter. Hmm. Somewhere around the winter hmm. of this of 2022. I'm not talking about November. I'm talking more like January, maybe. All righty. January. Yeah. I can't, I can't give you more than that. I yeah. Otherwise, I can. I feel. <laughs> I feel my, my my business partner Darius over in Louisiana. He's probably watching right now. Like, don't say anymore. He's don't like, say anymore. Like, that's it. 
Yeah. It was like, just say the album's coming and we're good. No. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's coming. And man, I know it's going to be a blessing to, to those who hear it. And it's going to bring joy to, to others, not, not just your songwriting, but also your vocalist as well, right? Just the way that you carry your tunes. Man, I go say, when I heard that, that high pitch, it reminded me of Old Boy in um, Sister Act. Uh, Sister Act. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg was like, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ah. And, uh, what, like, hey, what was so crazy is that that was her real reaction because he really, he really did that without telling her he was going to do it. And that was her what? really turning around going, what? Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's what? just Act 2 is one of my favorite movies. So, yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Listen, that's my favorite, one of my favorite movies. That along with, oh, God, I'm about to, to all the folks, I'm going to tell you, I'm a Disney fan. So I like a lot of Hey, Disney me movies. too. Hey, hey, well, we got to have a whole separate conversation now. With- <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's, it's between Disney movies and anime. Disney movies and, and anime. anime. Hey, I love them both. I love Disney movies and anime. Both. I mean, but, you know, so for me, I got into Disney. I almost see. Here we go. Just say it. Just go ahead. Go but, ahead. Go but ahead, I got go into ahead. Disney movies because of my daughter. And so when she was growing up, we would watch every Disney movie and sing all the songs together. Right. Whether it was Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. It, it didn't it didn't matter. Like Princess of Frog. It didn't matter. We sang everything. And so, yeah. But still, I'm a little Aladdin mermaid. Aladdin taught me how to sing. That's all I'm gonna Aladdin. say. Aladdin, 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 and Little Mermaid taught me how to sing. Aladdin, and Little if Mermaid. You, if you wanted to hear a mean part of your world, you do. <laughs> oh my gosh! And Lion King. Oh my gosh, bro. Oh gosh, Hercules. Yes. All of them. Like, yeah, we watched them all and we sang them all. And so to the point where we had uh, the printed, like I got my notebook. Like we would have like a printed uh, all the lyrics. And we oh. and we would sit around without the actual movie on and just sit around. All right, here we go. You ready? I want to be where the people are. Like, and we would just sing it, just me and her. Not, okay, now you have I want to see, want to see them dancing. Up where they walk, up where they run. Yes. Lord. Yes. Up where they play all day in the sun. Wandering free, wish I could be. Part the, of you. So sorry, anybody. Yes, who, I am a grown man. <laughs> I'm a grown man over 40. And I still like Disney songs, so ah, I look. I still have the Beauty and the Beast that they came out with in the movie theaters, mm-hmm. and it's a, in the wrapping. I haven't opened it. It's still in what? the wrapping. Yes, I already saw what? it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to open it. It's pristine. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to damage it. I don't want nothing to happen to Beauty and the Beast. So just just stay where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway. So <laughs> I'm a huge Disney. We got a tangent, everyone. We had to get some happiness in here because we done. Huge, we're done huge being Disney. sad. <laughs> we're done being sad, right? I mean, but it's it's that's an important part of people's life. Also, being happy as well. So I'm glad we were able to transition into into that part. But yes, yeah. Any, I like music. I like films with music in it. So. I like the Temptations movie. I like the Five Heartbeats movie, right? I'm I'm a huge I like those types of I like those types of movies. I will sit there and sing them. I was watching the Boys and Men thing the other day. Me and the wife was sitting there. I was singing Motown Philly and Ooh Ah and all that as we were sitting there watching the whole thing. But I love things like yeah. Broadway musicals. I love Broadway musicals. So Wicked, Sister mm-hmm. Act. I, went, I saw I saw Sister Act with Raven Simone. She was great. Wow. Um Color Purple. I love Broadway musicals. 
I also like video games with music. Um, one of my favorite video games is Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah, um, and, I actually love Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I love the voice of um, Yutada, or you know, if you want to be proper Japanese, Hikaru Yutada. Um, mm-hmm. She did all the theme songs for Kingdom Hearts. Oh my gosh! And when uh-huh. I tell you, like, she she's a New York baby, but she's a Japanese pop princess. <laughs> Yes, Listen, she is. Yes, she is. She's. Love me some yep. Yep. Look, Neo found out. Neo was like, oh, I need to do a song with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they did. And yeah, it they was a killer. Whole album together. Whole Not album. Together, but like, yeah. yeah. This is the one album. Like, that was the most slept on album. I need y'all to go back, go on Spotify. <laughs> I need y'all to look up Utada. It's spelled U T A D A. Utada. Look right. up. This is the one. That's from 2009. I need you to listen to that entire album from beginning to end. After that, you need to go listen to Exodus from 2004. Timberland produced the Exodus album. Mm. Listen to that from beginning to end. I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And I can't wait to see her amazing. at the, the Olympics this year. She's going to be performing in the opening. Oh, yeah. You already know it's going to be killer then. Already going to be killer. So look, so that's kind of something I want to talk about in that same vein. I want to talk about United Worlds Music Festival. Yay! Yeah! Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how did you start it, uh, the purpose of it, and how is that going, even in the midst of, I'm sure, I don't know if you've done it in COVID, and if not, what's what are you looking forward to in 2022 with it? Well, the United, United Worlds Music Festival, which was formerly the Stars Dance Music Festival, we started it last year. Um, really how that got started, a church member of mine came up to me and said she wanted to invest into my business. She wanted to invest in my music business. So she asked me, what is it that I needed to have a full production? And so I, she's like, don't just make a list. Tell me what you want. And I was like, oh, I don't want to really take too much of this, this woman's money. But she bought everything from... Um, inflatable screens, um, soundboards, speakers, subwoofers, microphones, headsets, monitors. And we literally had a concert in the middle of a pandemic. Like we, it, wow. it was like a family, family, like festival. Um, and she, she did her thing. Cause she want, I told her like, you want to be a part of it? Cause you know, you invested into it. She's a school teacher also. So she did, you know, science things with the kids on stage and then I got to perform my material. We had two DJs, uh, DJ Prince Charming and DJ Ali Hustle X. Um, we, it, w- it was amazing. I wanted to continue it. Um, so I changed the name from Stars Dance into United Worlds because I felt like being from where I'm from in South Carolina, especially in the low country, I see a lot of artists who've been in the game for 10, 20, maybe even 30 years, still doing the same old thing, but not getting any progress, mm. not getting a platform to be on. Um, it's really hard for opportunity to have opportunities in South Carolina because there's not that many to showcase yourself as an artist. You would have to go to Savannah or you would have to go to, to North Carolina to do all that. To Charlotte, or yeah. Over to the, yeah. You would have to do all that kind of stuff, but I felt that with this, me having a music festival, me having some of the resources to put on a show, 
I could help my fellow artists, not just in my hometown, but everywhere. So United Worlds was just, when we flipped over to United Worlds, it was just bringing the world together in one spot to showcase amazing artists with amazing talent who just needs a shot, mm-hmm. who just needs any shot, just needs a yes. And I just want to you know, do my part to really make my state a musical hub and an artist community, just like they have in North Carolina, just like they have in Georgia, Tennessee, and Tennessee, in New York, in Florida, in California. I want my state to have its own musical hub as well. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what you and bravo for that. Bravo for that. That's let's give it up for that. Because there's not many places in 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 states and cities that don't have a huge musical presence where artists are able to to shine, right? They got to leave. They got to go to here. They got to come here to Atlanta or go New York or Chicago or Miami or L.A., you know, to kind of get or even to Dallas now. Right. And to kind of get exposure where a lot of opportunities. And that was the reason why I left St. Louis is like ain't nobody in St. Louis. There's no music in St. Louis. Right. And so it's good that there's people out there like you who are putting things together to bring people together to give them a platform so that other people are able to hear their music and you're right sometimes people just need to hear a yes because there are people out here that are really doing it and they just not they just don't have the opportunities like other people have in some of these giant cities where music is there's music everywhere everybody does music right and and a lot of times i feel like some of those gestures are based on you know either they don't have knowledge or someone didn't take the time to teach them or they have the knowledge and they have what they need to do, but they weren't getting those yeses because of some kind of superficial thing. Mm-hmm. It happened. Um, but I want to create spaces where people can be supported. People can be taught. People can be helped. That is not just, Oh, we're just going to put you on. No, we're going to give you the tools. To do <laughs> right. 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 No handouts. Still got to work. Yeah. It's not a microwave. Right. Doesn't happen overnight. Still got to work for it. But at least you're providing the tools for them to educate themselves, to utilize those tools to move forward so that their career can start to blossom. That's, and that's what people need. Out, regardless if they feel like they need it or not, you don't want to come out, make a song, and then disappear. And because you, don't, you didn't have what, it, what it, it's going to take to move to the next level because you're stuck and you're like, well, where do I go from here? I put out a song, but um, I don't know what to do now. I dropped an album, but what do I do next, right? And so people need to be armed with the right types of tools and resources, which is why we created, we create music TV, but still, <laughs> you know, throw a little plug in there for myself, but yeah. yeah and man, we thank you here. for creating, we create music TV. We thank you because listen, I watch this show and I get little nuggets. I have my notebook ready. Like I'll be like, hey. Let me write this down. I appreciate that. Little nuggets. nuggets. We dropping them here and there. Little, little, little of these. Little gems. (laughs) We dropping gems on people. Like shoot, we just dropped a whole lot of gems on on Thursday. Oh my gosh, for the success as achieving success as an independent artist panel, uh, we dropped Mm -hmm. gazillion gems. But that's why that's why we exist. So man, kudos to you, David, man, for all the things that you're doing, and just the the path that you are you are on i know it's, it's going to be great 
I mean, I, I hear it. I see the work ethic. I hear it in your, in your music. It's, yeah, man. I, I can't wait for the album. Just let me know when it comes. I'm ready to have my $12.99, $9.99, however much it is. Let's go. Let's, you're let's you're get here. It. I, I'll let I'll let you I'll let everyone know soon. Yeah, that's it, and that's soon. all we're gonna say. Soon. All we're gonna right? say. When um, when Darius did not get on. I'm looking. I just text Darius like Darius. I'm just gonna say one thing. And I'm gonna <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, all I'm gonna say about oh. stranger or things. Okay, so do me a favor. Go back and say that. Go back and say that whole thing. That was Darius probably saying, don't say no more. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I'm going to say is stranger things. Uh-oh. That's all I'm going to say. That's all you're going to say. That's all we need to know. Strange. We'll just leave it up to mystery. Leave. Yeah, basically. We'll just leave it up to mystery. Leave it up to mystery. Basically. Man. So, so, so let me ask you, you, you've been doing this for a while. What would you tell others who are trying to get into this music industry? What would you tell them to be wary of, or what advice do you feel that they need to be cognizant of? All right. I have three things. One, do not go on paved roads. By paved roads, I mean, do not try to follow someone else's path. You won't need to get a machete and start whacking down some trees and create your own path. Build your own table, build your own throne. Your journey is for you, no one else. Your journey is for you, no one else. Do not take paved roads. There is no easy. Number two, don't give up on yourself even when it gets hard. It's gonna get lonely. It's going to get expensive. It's going to be a little rocky. You're not gonna get a lot of ROI, but don't give up because somebody's watching you. Somebody is believing in you. Somebody is seeing you, seeing how you work, seeing how you make things happen with just a little bit. Don't give up. If nobody's cheering for you, I'll say it right here, I'm cheering for you. And number three, believe. Believe in your craft, believe in your art, and believe in yourself. The rest is up to you. Mm, wise words, wise words. Man, oh, that's, that's awesome. So David, tell people where they can find you. How can they get in contact with you? How can they check out the music that you currently have out? Give them all that good stuff. Okay, everybody. So you can find me on my website at www.davidworld.us. You can also check out the store on the website. Get some great merch. Trust me, you'll love it. I made things myself, did my own graphics. Trust me, you'll love it. Um, you can also find me at David's World 1898 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Yes, I am on TikTok, and I do make very weird, funny videos, but that's okay. You can find me on 
Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at David's World 1898. You can find all my music on wherever you get your music from. And be on the lookout for my new podcast, um, The Rant. Excuse my language to all the church folks in the building. The Random Ass Podcast with David Gibbons. Coming hey. soon. We're starting our first, we're filming our first episode next week on Black Indie Artist Day, which is July 3rd, which is a program that I started last year during the pandemic. So Black Indie Artist Day, go support your black indie artists, get their merch, shop with them, right. listen to their music, stream, stream, stream. Okay, yeah, that's it. I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's 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 perfect. That's perfect. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, go check out the stuff that David is is doing. Support, right? You don't have to wait till Black Indie, you know, day to do it, but that's a great day to do it. But support, please, 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 make sure you support, support David, support myself, right? Make sure you do all those wonderful things uh, because it's it's greatly so greatly appreciate it when you do that but man david it has been a joy having you on like i said i've been watching your journey we chit chatted several times through uh you know instant not instant message dms on instagram and man it's it's just been a pleasure having you on getting to know you i seeing your face to face uh, virtually and just having a good time with you uh during this this interview segment so Hold on for just a moment while I close this out, if you don't mind. All right, one moment. Ladies and gentlemen, man. So give it up for David Gibbons, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing vocalist, I told you. You heard the song. You heard the notes. Oh my gosh, like I cannot. No, this, this is not. You heard the notes, right? You heard the songwriting skills. And with the new album that's going to be coming out, Electric Kingdom 2, uh, Phoenix. I, I want to hear I got to hear that. It's coming soon. So we'll get to get to hear get to hear some of that. But thank you very much for tuning in. Please, as of course, as I always say, make sure to subscribe to our channel. Make sure to hit that like button. Right, gives us some thumbs up uh, if you like the content that we provide here on We Create Music TV. And make sure to hit the bell notification so you know when we drop stuff. And we drop stuff all the time. So check it out, right? We got a whole new series that's getting ready to come. We got some videos that are dropping every day until like the 18th of July. Oh gosh, we got so much stuff coming for the music community. So make sure you support uh, all of us. Thank you very much for tuning in to We Create Music TV. And we are out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here.